Hey, everybody. Uh, it's Sunday, so that means it's time for FMTV Weekly. Uh, you know, we, we won, so we are going to talk a lot about that tonight, talk about that, and we're also going to talk about Atlanta. But as always, I am uh, con contractually obligated to do this show with Uncle Ed. So let's say hi to Ed. It's the least you can do, Peter. The very um, least. No, well, how's it going, guys? We're excited because we finally got a win, Peter. This is awesome. I mean, after like you know losing five times, this is so refreshing, Peter. Yeah, it is. It is. So tonight uh, we'll we'll be talking a lot about that. It should be fun. And we also are going to bring in in just a couple of minutes. We're going to bring in uh, our friend from Atlanta and our our Atlanta representative. We're going to talk to a new throughout the show. He watched a little bit of the of the Miami game, so he's going to give his perspective on that. And then we're going to start talking and focusing more on Wednesday night's game. Um, you know, with uh, the the um, Atlanta matchup. So, um, yeah, Peter, Peter, I, mm -hmm. I got to mention something. Yeah, man, that that little mini Peter. Yeah, yeah. How do you like, like that? And every, you know, every time I talk, he, is he going to be appearing the whole time? Is is he right? Am I pointing in the right place? Is no, is that him right there. Yeah, you know, the other side. But <laughs> oh, okay, that guy. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I thought yeah. I thought you might need a little friend, a little, uh, you know. So oh, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm know, right, you know, like on almost on your shoulder, just just kind of yeah, helping you yeah, along. Yeah. You're right there, you know. I'd like to punch you, but I can't. <laughs> well, I mean, I could go away if you want. Well, it's all good, man. We got a mini Peter there. People could see you, so it'll be kind of fun. Yep, yep. And and there's a new that we'll be talking to in just a minute because um, I clicked on the wrong thing. But uh, that happens. Yeah, it does. And um, we're messing around with other things. Ed, um, we have to first talk about our two sponsors and i got some good news about uh one of our sponsors and i'm going to read it to make sure i get it correct because you know i get things wrong a lot of course especially pronunciations and you know uh, your syntax your um go everything. keep going why don't you just keep going oh, yeah just yeah you're just wrong all right well, what do you have peter all what, right let's start what, off what, by 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 saying a big Thank you to our first sponsor, Caneswear. Go to Caneswear. The store is located in Davie. Great selection. Uh, so much of the store is discounted, but I'm going to get into even more of a discount in just a second. Or go to caneswear.com. But this just in, I was just uh, sent a message. So we just announced some great news. Followers of Football Miami TV will get an extra bonus special. Uh, so uh, every, you know, the, the, Inner Miami uh, Jersey sale is going on, so that's uh, until tomorrow night. You can get the authentic away jersey for fifty dollars off the the price. So that's nice. good news, right? Yeah, and the extra special news that people that only are really watching this this uh, show will know about is that they're also going to do a price match. So Canesway uh, Inter Miami price match guarantee is now available. If you find lower price on an identical item at a local or online retail competitor, including shipping and delivery fees, just show them the competitor's current ad and they will match the price at the time of sale or refund the difference within three days of your Canesware purchase. Wow. That's great. <clears throat> wow. They're just going out of their way to make sure they make that extra sale. Yeah. No, that's, that's great news. So they've, they've reduced the price of, of the, uh, the away jersey. It's uh, $50 off. And, and then also, if you, if you, for whatever reason, if you find it cheaper somewhere else, they will price match. And so I would encourage you to, to use that and, 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 you know, support a local store, Low, you know, instead of going to some big, uh, you know, box store, you know, go to the local one and support our local, our local buddies. Yeah, it's, it's the least you guys could do. It's the least you could do. And mm -hmm. then let's say a big thank you to Vargas Law Group. Uh, Federico Vargas is your guide to go to if you have any questions about immigration. You have a lot of us in South Florida have been through some sort of immigration situation, and everybody that's watching, uh, you, you get a free consultation with Federico. You're not going to talk to his assistant or anything like that. You're going to go directly to Federico. Numbers on the screen, or go to VargasLaw.com. Thank you to both of them. 
Nice. Ed, why don't you uh, go that extra step and welcome everybody in that's on the chat, and then we're going to get talking to our friend Anu. Well, I'll tell you, Peter, I got on earlier, and there were people on there, but for some reason, they're not showing up, the, the first people that were on there. But <clears throat> we've got Jose305, who's in, uh, in in the chat room right now. we got Jazz Fusion, our good friend Jazz Fusion. Daniel Rodriguez is also here. Some guy, a new Wiseman. Who, do, do you know who that guy is? Yeah, yeah, some, yeah. I, I'm some, familiar with him. Some, some guy, yeah. I think he's from Atlanta or something. Alex Z is also here. Federico Vargas also in the house. Kevin Gonzalez, our good friend. So I'm in L.A. I just pressed the wrong button. We got Judge Dread the Law. Jason Vies is here. Mighty Justin is also here. Kingsware, of course. Kingsware is here with us. Diego Garcia, One World, One Goal, who is the one that's uh, giving away the shirt that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Somebody actually won it, Peter, so All right. we're going to announce who the winner is a little bit later on. And we've got Ricky Ricardo is also on board. And uh, Eric Thomas, Eric Thomas, our, our good friend, is on here. Moped Thief, who <laughs> incidentally says Deport Ed. Did, did you see that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Deport Ed back Deport to Poland. Ed back to Poland. You wow. ever been to Poland, Ed? No, that's what's kind of weird, man. Sounds but, um, like you might get familiar with it soon. Yeah, I'm going to get deported there, so it's going to be like, we got Jet Pancake also on board. We got Dan the Destroyer, who's also here. And I think that's it for now, Peter. All right, and uh, Chris Arjun just popped in saying hi, guys. I'm not sure you awesome. mentioned him. Yeah. And, yeah, that's it. All right, so let's, uh, let's uh, bring in our friend Anu. Hey, Anu, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How you doing today, Peter? I'm doing great. Hey, you know, it's cool that, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing is you're an Atlanta fan, but you've got some sort of an interest in, in South Florida and Inter-Miami because you, you follow what we do here, which is super, super cool. What, what, what made you uh, kind of uh, tune into what we do? Well, I mean, I was very interested from the start, especially when David Beckham made the announcement <clears throat> the announcement of Inter Miami, and it kind of was around the same time when Atlanta also made the announcement, and of course Orlando was ready to start soon. And I really was looking forward to seeing uh, soccer to be expanded down here in the southeast, like it should. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Good stuff, Anu. And cool. I see you've got the whole. You're in the stadium right now. How's it feel to be in the stadium? It looks like there's people. There's no social distancing. I, I think in there. Huh? How's it working out? You, you, and you have no mask on, so that's a lot of people in that stadium. Uh, I wish it. I wish it was, but it's only an old picture, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there is there any talk about them allowing fans back into uh, the Atlanta stadium? Um, as of now, um, August and September, there's going to be no fans in the stadium for both Atlanta United and Atlanta Falcons games. All right. Well, we know that Orlando is starting to allow fans in, so it makes you wonder, yeah. like, how many other cities like South Florida may follow or not. I mean, I think down. I yeah, I would. I'm. I was surprised when I heard Orlando was willing to do that because I thought all of Florida is considered like the hotbed, right? And and yeah. and it seems a little irresponsible, maybe. But you know, I'm curious to see how it goes because then maybe Ed, you and I could get into Lockhart. Oh, maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll see how it works out, Peter. I mean, yeah. it, it would be awesome if we could do it, but uh, you know, we want to be as responsible as as ever. I did see, you know, at the game uh, last night, there were a lot of people that showed up on the outside of the stadium. A lot of them were wearing masks, and I hope everybody was taking care of themselves because you know that's, you know, that's that's an issue right there. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was just as shocked as you guys when I saw that Orlando was putting it was uh, selling tickets. I mean, a lot of us Atlanta fans are pretty tempted to do it because, like I said, we're not going to be in a game. We're not going to be in a stadium for two months now. We don't know about November just yet yeah. or October. Yeah, for sure. It, it'll be interesting. But anyways, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about what happened over, over uh, the weekend. Uh, you know, Miami gets their first win. Ed, I mean, it was pretty, pretty exciting. I know everybody in the chat. Let's hear some of your excitement in the chat. Uh, you know, yeah. 
what were your thoughts on uh, that game just in general? Well, I got to tell you, Peter, um, it was uh, one of the things that I that I that I noticed is we're not holding onto the ball as much as I wish we did. I don't know if you saw the statistics, but Orlando had the ball like I think 60, 70 percent of the time. And we have the like 30 percent. But uh, we somehow, you know, without possession, we still were able to get the win. So I think that's just, you know, that, that says something. And we were able to capitalize on our momentum. Uh, Carranza was on fire. He got two goals uh, in there. I think, you know, uh, as, as, as of now, I think we're good with him. Uh, I'm sure he's very confident. And uh, Pizarro also looked great. He was, you know, moving around quite a bit. But uh, the possession thing is what I'm worried about, Peter. What, 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 what did you think about it? You know, I didn't uh, – I thought they were moving the ball quick. I had no problem with uh, – you know, I thought they – you know, I know the possession went to uh, Orlando, the, the percentage, but it didn't look like it to me in the first half at least. It felt right. to me as I'm watching it that Miami was definitely the better team. What my issue with the game was about the second half, and Anu, you watched the second half – is they went into like a total bunker, right? They At one point, they had five people uh, in the back, and we were just allowing Orlando to kind of hammer us a little bit. I wasn't um, on board with that. I hate when a team goes into a, a bunker defense. You know, play the same way you played in the first half. That's what got you, uh, you know, the goals. You know, don't, you know, sometimes you got to change it up a little bit, but I thought they went too much into that bunker and allowing Atlanta to really control that second half uh, for the most part, especially near the end. I mean, near the end, we were getting hammered. Yeah. What do you think, Anu? What were your thoughts on the second half that you saw? Because I know you had a first watch your Atlanta, but then you switched over. First off, you said Atlanta. I heard that. But also, <laughs> but also I, did, I did kind of see what you're saying, that they conquered back in that second half. It's like basically getting off the playbook off of Jose Mourinho, parked the bus. Mm-hmm. But um, as for Ed, what Ed said about how um, there was no barely any possession of Inter Miami, but they scored three goals, it's kind of the same thing how it was we had with Tata. I mean, when, when Tata was there, we hardly had that ball over, but we were always on the attack. Even if we we're up like two or three goals, we'd be like, no, we want more. We want to keep scoring. That's how Atlanta was. That's why Atlanta was still very feared by many of the MLS teams. Yeah, yeah uh, let's, let's see. Chris Arjun has a comment about that, saying Alonzo became too defensive. He seems to be a little tentative and wanted, and wanted to get three points at all cost. So, Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I would agree. Uh, they did get dep- defensive for a little bit. Yeah. And our defense is still I, – I, I, I like the way um, – um, LPG, is it? LPG, yeah. L- LGP. Ask, LGP, the, ask, ask yeah. the Atlanta guy. Ask the Atlanta guy. <laughs> exactly, LGP. He looked solid, man. Um, you know, but it still looks like, like the defense or something missing because there's little mistakes going on in the back. And um, But uh, I, I like the way that he looked in there. Um, uh, Figal looked uh, pretty interesting on the left. Um, who else do we have? Um as far as the defense, we have, of course, Reyes was in there as well. He's playing pretty well. I think he's pretty solid. Uh, but we, we still, there's something still uh, in, in the back that we need. Uh, uh, I think we, we're, we're also needing uh, that transition guy, which I think Matuidi is going to be once we, uh, we get him to play because um, I still see Yoa and Trap a little bit lost there. Um, and, and your buddy Sweat was playing too, uh, Peter. Yeah, you know. Sweat looked actually pretty good. He didn't yeah. look too bad. Uh, you know, he had his best game with Miami. And, you know, the thing is, uh, you know, I've ragged on Sweat a little bit. Um, I was actually happy and excited when he became a player for Inter-Miami because I thought he did well when he was um, in, in New York. And so I was like, hey, great. But then he didn't show that. And so maybe right. what we saw yesterday was hopefully what we could see more of moving forward, especially once, like you said, like once Matuidi comes in and he helps with the defense, a little bit less pressure is on the defense, which then also may 
uh, help free up Pizarro. Not that he gets very defensive, but I mean, he's having to do so much because Matuidi can go into the, you know, being box to box, he can also get into the attack. So yeah. I think that will definitely, you know, make a bit of a difference. But Sweat, I mean, he's surprised. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and especially he, he got that assist with, uh, with Carranza. And, and, you know, once again, Carranza was. He was uh, he was on top of it. He disappears for yeah. certain periods. Um, you know, um, Pellegrini does the same thing. He disappears for certain periods. Um, but um, but uh, I think they look good. I think the man of the match was was you know it was Pizarro. He was everywhere and he he scored that last goal, which was you know. How about, which was the picture that you put on. Yeah, yeah. I have a voicemail I want to get to because uh, um, we have uh, Ted is called again in our weekly call from Ted. Uh, you never know what city he's from uh, uh, each week, but, uh, you know, he, well, he's he called is. in. Uh, huh? Or who he is. Or, right, right. Or who he is. Sometimes he's uh, under uh, disguise. Uh, but yeah. uh, so I want to get to because he's actually talking a lot about what we're talking on. But as far right. as that goal from Pizarro, first off, it was beautiful. You know, the way he first touched that in there. But how about that celebration? How about, you know what that reminds me of, Ed? And, and it, it's that Lockhart leap. Remember yeah. the Lockhart leap that was uh, really kind of uh, created in this later generation for Lauderdale Strikers. You know, pl players would jump into the arms of the uh, awaiting fans behind the goal. Some of them might have chugged a beer or two or, you know, uh, during the celebration. Um, I, I can't remember um, the player's name that did that, but uh, I think it was one of the Brazilian guys we had. But yeah, he chugged the beer uh, <laughs> after the goal. Uh, it was Chacho, Chacho Kudit. Okay, um, that's who it was. Yeah, that's yeah. something you could you could only do in the NASL or something like that. You're not yeah. going to get away with that in the MLS. But he did it, and it was awesome. So it was it was the Lockhart leap back again. The I don't know if Pizarro knew the tradition, but it's back. I loved yeah, it. It was there. It was there. All right. Let's let's listen to uh, Ted's uh, voicemail here. Let's let's see. This is Ted from Coral Gables, Florida. Coral uh, Gables. Coral Gables this a week. Small city uh, near Miami, in between Miami and South Miami. Anyway, um, I'm calling about the international Miami Club de Football match that I just watched on Channel Four, CBS Miami. Um, I want to apologize to Julian Carranza because I did not think he was ready and I had actually advocated for getting a new number nine. Uh, so the first few times he played, he just did not look like he even belonged on the pitch. He looked, he just looked out of place. He, uh, but I should probably cut him some slack. He's young, he's in a new country, playing in a new league the first time. Uh, he looked way more confident up there today. Uh, it looked like a completely new player. Maybe we don't need a new number nine. Maybe he's the guy. I think, uh, after tonight's performance, I think he will. Those, both those finishes were very cool, very good finishes. Uh, Rodolfo Pizarro, uh, fantastic player. This guy, he does, tonight, tonight he put on one of the best performances I've seen in the history of Lockhart. Not even joking. He was spectacular. The passes, the shots, the the goal he the the volley he scored on, the celebration with the cardboard cutout. Uh, we are lucky to have this guy playing here. And once we get Matuidi in there, I think those the way those guys run, uh, both of them they're just motors. They're always running. Uh, I think they're going to work out fantastic together. Uh, Lewis Morgan very dangerous. Uh, some of his crosses a little bit aimless. Oh, by the way, I did like the, did you guys notice Breck Shea with that Marseille turn at the end? He looked good. That little 360 movie did was kind of like Zidane. Uh, so I guess we could say that Breck Shea is as good as Zidane. <laughs> okay, have a good night. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Uh, hey, you know, Breck Shea, I mean, yeah, I, I was surprised when uh, they brought Breck Shea off the bench. I was expecting him to bring in somebody like Lee Wynn because he's been coming off the bench all the time. But they yeah. bring in Breck Shea. What a surprise there. And Breck Shea didn't look too good. bad. He had some yeah. good moves. It was like, you know, on, on the ball. And, I mean, he, he was right away making himself available. I mean, I liked what I saw from him. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah Morgan, uh, like, uh, you know, he mentioned Morgan. Uh, he kind of uh, disappeared at times, too. Yeah. It, uh, it, it wasn't, it, I think, his best game. No, and I, and I thought his cross. I didn't, I wouldn't have 
said he was dangerous last game. I, you know, he, he, uh, you know, his crosses were off and stuff like that. I thought he, yeah, it was definitely his worst game, but it doesn't mean he was a bad player. You know, what's curious is what, what do you think about, I'm still, Pellegrini, still, I'm still bu- getting, I'm, you know, bugged a little bit about him because I'm expecting a lot, right? He, I want him to be our, uh, you know, kind of like what they did in Atlanta, uh, Anu, you know? So, I, I, you know, bring up some young South American players, sell them off, stuff like that. That's what I'm hoping for him. But he always looks, I don't know, he's so young, he should be in shape. But at the end, at the second half, he looks gassed. He, I mean, I thought that was the case in the preseason when they were playing against Tampa Bay uh, Rowdies, and it still looks like that. He runs around the field a lot, but doesn't always accomplish a whole lot. Although, I mean, he looked pretty good in the game, but, at the, I mean, he had to come out. He's not a 90-minute player, which is a surprise. Yeah, because he's, uh, he's, he's young, and you'd expect a lot more. What did you think anew of, uh, of uh, Pellegrini? What, what player uh, for you kind of stood out when you were watching the game? I mean, um, geez, I'm about to botch this guy's name. Um, uh, Cardanza. Carranza. Right? Carranza. Carranza, okay. Yeah, Carranza really, really stood out. Stood out for me a bit. I think he's what? He's your youngest DP, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's not a DP, right? No, no, he's not. He's not a DP. He he's just under. I mean, we squeezed that one in. He's just under. I think, what is he? I forgot how much he makes, but he, he uh, not a DP. Okay, well. I don't really get what I'm saying. He, he's a he's a great he's a great striker striker there with the brace. I also would say this is that I'm so jealous. You guys have Ray Hudson down there because oh, I was yeah. watching the game. How about that call? I, oh my gosh, the Ray Hudson call was amazing. That's the only thing I I, I I'm jealous of because of it. You heard what he said. He said Bizarro Pizarro. It yeah. was so funny, man. We got to get that clip. I mean, I want. I was while I was watching, I was like tempted to take out my phone and start taking notes of some of his catchphrases that he said because he said so many good ones, and I was afraid I would forget them. And of course, I did. I mean, but they were just like so many like funny little catchphrases that he said that were amazing. He is such a hidden gem. I don't understand why he's not really working for a bigger, you know, working on like you know, ESPN and calling more of these games. I know he's on, he does big stuff. I mean, uh, you know, being, um, you know, doing the Spanish uh, league and stuff like that. But and maybe it's maybe it's a choice of his so he could stay local because he works for being yeah, sports. He, he loves South Florida. So, you know, he doesn't want to go anywhere. Yeah. You know, he, he's always telling us just to, you know, the, the Venice. Uh, what was it that he used to say? The Venice of... Uh, South Florida or... He says something like Fort Lauderdale is like the Venice of, uh, you know, I don't know. But he he loves the Fort Lauderdale Beach, for sure. Mm. You know, but uh, yeah, man, it was so much fun listening to to Ray. It was, that was, it was, it was great. You know, at one point he has to to cut off uh, Kylie Kalen, um, I forget her name. Uh, But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because it was some excitement happening and stuff like that. I mean, he is just so good. Mm-hmm. That was that's like if you think about it anew, that might have been the best uh, draft pick or best uh, DP that uh, Inter Miami got. <laughs> the Ray, Ray Hudson. <laughs> I mean, I believe you on that. I mean, no, there's really no really other commentator I know in the other local MLS markets who as good as Ray Hudson. So, I mean, it was a great, very great signing. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I agree. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so hang on a second. We got a new voicemail. I was uh, notified uh, that we got a new voicemail. So let's go and play this, guys. Hey, Peter, Ed, and a new welcome from Atlanta. We look forward to hopefully beating you. We're not happy with you guys (laughs) because you broke a lot of our fusion records, especially your... Martinez, I believe, is whipping all my Diego Serna number 17 records like the hat tricks that he shared with Stern Don. And he had about 10 records that stood for like 15 years between you and L.A. There, a lot of the records are falling. But now we have our new Inter Miami to make new records. Um, Ed and Peter, I think especially Peter, we need to apologize to Paul McDonough because we threw him out under the bus. We need to take him out from under that bus where we had him. And I think we also should appreciate um, Jorge Mas for his wisdom on sticking with the team, as well as Marcelo Clotty for creating the team. 
Oh, yeah, that Beckham guy for trying to do some recent marketing. So I think things are turning around, and we look forward to great things. Great show, as always. And I knew you seemed great, but we're going to try to beat you on Wednesday. Love you guys. Bye. All right, Anu, do you think uh, I owe uh, Paul McDonough an apology? Um, I mean, it's too early to tell. Exactly. One game. And all I said to him was, yeah. do better. And I questioned some, you know, that's all. I just questioned. I don't throw anybody under the bus. Come on, One World. I, uh, you know, I just say do better. Do better. And, you know. It's too early. It's too early to tell. Let's 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 see. Re, uh, you know, review them uh, a little further along. Give them a few more games. Let's after we beat Atlanta, which is, you know, probably going to happen. Uh, you know, then we can uh, we can discuss. Hey, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Atlanta. We're about that halfway mark, Ed. Let, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, Anu, what happened to the coaching situation? First, you know. You know, I, you know, he's gone. Now you got, you got uh, what's his name? Glass as the interim coach. Uh, you know, the Dutchman didn't quite work out in Atlanta. There was, uh, w- w- what happened there? Honestly, I really do think that you got to take this back to October. You got to take this back to October 2018, right when we we're about to, you know, about to get into the playoffs and everything. And, you know, we were devastated when we heard Tata didn't renew his contract for Atlanta United which left us with, like, only just a few short months. But actually, really think about it, a few short weeks to get, a new, to get a new manager because we were playing up to December with MLS Cup. So, I mean, for us to get Frank, uh, get Frank DeBoer, Frank DeBoer at such a short notice kind of, you know, kind of got us, you know, like, uh, uh, we don't know about this because we were thinking about, oh, we're going to try to get Scoloto down there with Boca Juniors and bring him up. But then LA Galaxy basically just like one up to say, no, no, we're going to go ahead and take them from you. But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, Frank, you know, put in a little bit or, of the defensive scheme into the things with high possession football, but it just wasn't as, it wasn't like how it was with Tata with this attacking football we had. I mean, we got two trophies out of it, but also the thing is, though, like, you see the, you already were seeing the frustration with, the players, especially LGP, he was very open about it. Thank you. Very open about it. And mm-hmm. and then there was also like um, an article that came from the Athletic talking about how some players were actually walking out of the practice. Right, pitch. I read about that. Yeah, and it just like goes to show you that the it just Frank was just not the right pick for was not the right pick at all. Yeah, you got a question right from the very beginning. It's a very Latin team. And I just read uh, an article, I think it was on The Athletic, where they were, they were interviewing, I mean, he's already back living in, in, in uh, Holland, I think. I mean, he, he like left Atlanta instantly. He's like, I, he didn't want to stick around because he didn't want to have to explain this to fans, right? So he's, you know, they said they mutually agreed. He was fired. But uh, he had mentioned that the, the front office wanted a more European coach, and that's why they went after him, because... You know, going after, you know, there's so many American fans like that form of football. And so it, I guess that makes sense from a marketing standpoint. But when your team is mostly Latino, I don't get it. There's going to be a culture clash. And, and there definitely was. I mean, yeah, you got like, yes, um, the United, a lot of people in the United States, we follow European football, especially the Premier League. And I know, like, they said they wanted a European coach to bring in that European style. But when you already sat through two years, two years of watching this kind of attack in football, I mean, that's the kind of football which, to be honest with you, I would wake up in the morning and I'd be like, um, wake up in the morning, I want to watch Premier League. But it's just like, it's like, eh, you know, just defensive style, all that stuff. And then after the match is done, I drive all the way to Atlanta to go and watch Atlanta United play, and all I'm seeing is just, you know, just quick, 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 you know? I mean, we just, like, we had, we just had that South American style yeah. that, that was well needed in the MLS. Yeah. They should have stuck with it, right? You think they should have, they, they should bring some uh, South American to coach? It, you know, a lot of people are asking, are saying that. I have my friend, um, my friend, uh, Dr. Uh, Pedro Fallis, shout out to him. Shout out to him. He's from um, 
Costa Rica. So he's and he's talking heavily about getting a South American coach. What what yeah. names have been rumored? Beside you know. Uh, Oh, we just got this new rumor about this U seventeen coach from the from the Paraguay national team. He kind of he's the one who trained um, with Eric, who co- managed Eric Lopez okay. down there. That's the newest rumor in the mill. But other than that, it just it's just a lot of names being thrown out there. I mean, the first thing I remember people were coming. I was like, we should get Pochettino from Argentina. I was like, no, we're not getting Pochettino. Pochettino. And of course, you know, my friend, you know, Dr. Pet, uh, Dr. Fallis, he's talking about we should try to get that, try to get that coach from uh, River Plate. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, you, you, how do you feel like the team is playing now? So, okay, you know, they've made the change, they've got uh, the interim coach. I, I watched the first half of the Atlanta Nashville game. I haven't. Didn't get a chance to watch the second half, but I saw that that first goal by Pitti, and it was a really great goal. So, how do you feel like the team is currently playing? Uh, you know, since they came back after the MLS's back tournament. Well, if you go back to, I think a couple of days ago, I read an article on Dirty South Soccer, and they were interviewing Stephen Glass, and when he was talking about what you need, what you want to do with Pitti. He was talking about, let's say, he was looking through old game tapes of him playing down at River Plate, and he wanted to make sure for that pity gets to play in his natural form, how he used to be down there. And I believe that from him, what he was do, what he did that Saturday, he let him play like how he wants to play, and that's why you know pity hit him with the brace, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With the, with the brace. One thing I was also surprised about Stephen Glass was that, you know, when he introduced the starting 11, a lot of us were pretty mad about because we were like, we didn't see the names that we were expecting to see. Some were on the bench. Uh, Barco was injured, I heard. Right. We don't really know much about that. But also, I think he's also holding players off because we're right now at the point where we're going to be, there's going to be games that are going to be stacked on top against us, going to be trying to finish the season quickly and with the getting the playoffs and everything. So we're trying to rotate our players out. But, you know, get ready for get ready for Wednesday because we're coming with the fire. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So, no. <laughs> so, so you think you got a chance? I mean, yeah, we got a chance. But also, I'm not going to say, I mean, Miami ain't no slaps either. Miami ain't no slats, of course. We saw what, what Orlando was capable of. It just shows you that, you know, that, you know, some of us are, some of the other teams are starting to catch on to us, even though we were, like, light years ahead of everybody, so. And, and you know, you've earned the, the, the chance to be a little cocky. We'll say that. You know, you've definitely, you guys have definitely earned that. So go ahead, gloat a little bit right now, and let's just, let's just hope, uh, you know, uh, Inter-Miami does well. I mean, Ed, what do you what do you think? What do you, uh, you know? How do you think uh, Inter Miami is going to stack up against Atlanta? Like, I'm ready to be all in, cocky, and everything like that. But again, it was only one game. It was a good game. They played well. They still have some problems in the defense, like you said. But I think yeah. overall it looked better. But they, 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 you know, like that first goal that we, we against uh, that Orlando scored, uh, the defense was just kind of a mess there. You know, uh, yeah, LGP got kind of got beat and fell a little bit, and then you know. The that ball guy had three shots, Peter. Right, he had, he had three shots right there. So it was it was uh, it was uh, tough, you know, to see that uh, the defense uh, giving those those shots away. But um, I, I think we've got a chance, Peter. Yeah, we're we're you know maybe being a little bit uh, you know optimistic because it's a first win and we're going to play in our house again. Uh, you know, I think uh, Carranza is going to be on. Um, you know, he's going to be focused because he's got all that confidence now. He scored two goals in a row. So um, I think we're going to be looking good in that sense. Um, but, you know, uh, plus Atlanta didn't do that well in the, in the, uh, in the uh, tournament, in the Disney tournament that they had. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it, 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 you know I, we do have a lot of confidence going in because we did beat the second best team in that tournament. So, you know, the MLS is back tournament. So, yeah. And, and that's what, and you know, we'll find out, we'll find out if, and I, I said that, uh, I think last week is, or was Orlando's tournament a fluke? Was it just, Hey, a good run in a tournament? And you I see knew, What do you think? Was it a fluke? 
I mean, you guys have played Atlanta. I mean, you guys, Atlanta has played Orlando a lot more than we have. So, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, they're the daddy of Orlando. Ooh. Yeah, Joseph's the father. You already know what it is. I mean, to be honest, really, like, for Orlando, they've been spending for so long. They've been, you know, going through coach after coach, two different owners, obviously. And, you know, Oscar Perea, I mean, Perea was the right guy. Yep was definitely the right guy for them. They're playing in such a such a, uh, such a different flow that I've seen before. And that's why, you know, I think the run in the MLS back tournament wasn't a fluke. It was them proving themselves that we're not that we're not that team anymore. We're mm-hmm. not that laughing stock like we do. Because I mean one of the things we love about Orlando is one, I mean, they have a great pitch, obviously, but also we laugh like hell against I mean laugh at them like all the free all the time because they lose to us every single time except those two guys speaking of a pitch as i was watching you know the atlanta's pitch is just horrible to look at yeah it's a great stadium it's a great stadium but that that the grass just doesn't you know there's some turf that photographs well but that one just doesn't it looks terrible it, we all we all saw it, and we all agreed that it was terrible. I think whoever, I think they just what they weren't maintaining it since since March. It looks beat up. Yeah, yeah. They haven't maintaining it since March because like I said we only played one. We we did our home opener March seventh, while you guys were in uh, DC. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, while you guys were in DC, and then after that. You know, the, the season got suspended, and we were just, like, up to creek without a paddle, be like, oh, okay, so what are we going to do? All right. Hey, so, there's one world, one goal has something to say. It says, uh, Anu, Miami used to be called the Dirty South. Then it went to be an Atlanta thing, was in a song. So she's saying, basically, you guys stole the Dirty South from us. Hmm, that sounds like a good idea for a derby. <laughs> the Dirty oh, South. yeah. Oh, that is a great name. So we just skip, <laughs> we just skip Orlando, and it's the derby between uh, Atlanta and, and Miami, and it's the Dirty South. I like it. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm just going to even throw this down. Is the way they format the phase one of the um, the phase one of the schedule is is very beneficial, especially for us teams here in the Southeast. It's going to mm-hmm. really help you know the rivalries grow a bit, especially yeah. with the fans. Yeah, I mean. I was up there and I was up there in Nashville for the first for the home opener for Nashville versus Atlanta. And you know, the fans up there were really great to us. They were yeah. very thankful because they were like, Oh man, we're gonna do we're gonna this is gonna be so fun. Us going up to Nashville, they come down to Atlanta, it was gonna be great. And of course, you know, I was looking forward to seeing Miami play. Mm-hmm. I mean, see us play in Miami. I get that chance this week, but it, but it's also, you know, it was a perfect opportunity for these regional rivalries to grow and as for one world war one goal um she basically she gets the credit for the 30 south derby if she wants to put it down like that yeah you know people like people are enjoying the the uh um the 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 title there you know um joseph jean yeah. likes it uh jason Vise is calling it the dirty derby uh you know and Joseph Jean says, hashtag Dirty South Derby. You know, so, uh, yeah, it's catching on. They, they like it in the chat. So. Uh, I think, what was it? I called the, um, I called the Nashville Atlanta thing. I called it the, I was calling it the Old Town Road Derby based on that song that, yeah. that Little Nas X did with, um, with Billy Ray Cyrus. You yeah. Know, it was like, they're the country capital. They're the country capital. We're the we're the rap capital of the South. So, so it kind of goes hand in hand. But you know, Dirty South Derby. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. And she's uh, one world's uh, asking if that was a Rick Ross thing. Uh, you know, she's she's not sure. It might be. They're saying maybe it's it's going to be called the Mosquito Dar- Derby of Miami versus Orlando. Yeah, that's what Judge Dredd is uh, pushing. <laughs> I still like El Tropico. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for that. I don't know about a tropical. I mean, it doesn't sound right. I mean, it sounds funny. I like funny. 
Because it, it kind of sounds like Tráfico, but it, it's Tropico. Hey, look, el, uh, the, the, the L.A. teams don't like the El Tráfico name. They don't want to use it. So, okay, fine. We'll, we'll, we'll take it, but change it around a little bit. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. All right. Well, you know, because it, it, it's better than Sunshine Classico that some people are throwing around. I mean, just give it time. I mean, you already played I know, two games I know, already. I know, so. I know, I know. Yeah, you only played two games already, so it's going to be, you know, eventually things are, it's going to blossom here and there. I think um, the fact that you guys now have split, have now have a split mm-hmm. within, within the rivalry, it's now going to be, it's now going to be the next one is going to be like off of the marbles and everything. So, you know, whoever went, you know, gets the bragging rights, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll play them again um, September twelfth in Orlando. So just showing the uh, the uh, the next few games on the screen. So we got Atlanta obviously on Wednesday. Then on the thirtieth we're at Nashville. Then again we're at, at Atlanta again on the second. And then we're back at we're traveling a lot, you know. So it's like yeah, you know, just uh, the first two games are at home, and then we're on the road. Yeah, I mean it's 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 like it's good for the you know they wanted you guys to they wanted at least the team to get acquainted in their facilities at the hey, at, what's throwing the us a bone throwing us a bone a little bit by giving us a like like the league is like Miami we want you to be good so you know we're gonna give you the the best opportunity to play your first two home games at home get yourself in a role like Carranza like people are saying like that that was a good question that uh, Ted said do you know we 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 uh. We're saying how Carranza wasn't good enough. We need a number nine. We need a real number nine. And look at Carranza after that Orlando game. Do we still need a number nine when we're talking about the the new DP that they ever they're going to sign? There's been talk about it, be, it being a winger or a forward. Do we still feel like we need that number nine uh, with, with Carranza looking that good? And of course, it might be just like I said earlier, just too early. I mean, I understand. I kind of, whenever when I see that from what you guys are saying, it's like you guys have such a it's like a lot of the Miami fans are just having this mindset like they want to be like they want to go you know Big. guns blazing like yeah. like like Atlanta. I mean I kind of see how it is because you know our first game we lost uh, I think we lost three one to New York Red Bulls and then the very next game we we blow out we blow Minnesota out of the water six one next you know. We're like that. We became that team that you know you don't want to mess with. Yeah. For Miami, you know, I I kind of believe what I kind of believe in the philosophy of what David Beckham says. It was not all built in one night because I remember he said that um, the day after. I think it was like the day of or the day after. You guys got kicked out of the tournament. Yeah. And just just I'm just telling you, into Miami fans, you know, be patient. It's all going to come. You guys have a great setup with the ownership, with the ownership group. You have a great crop of players, a great crop of players. And honestly, I say give it maybe like, you know, give, let, let them work out this year or this year. And then you start away again next year. Because, of course, it's, you know, it's all screwy, man, because of this whole COVID situation, man. That's true, man. It's 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 been tough for us, but. Uh, you know, especially because we haven't been able to see all these games, but um, but now you know, uh, hopefully we'll get to watch the games in person. Um, uh, I'm hoping that'll work out, Peter. What do you think? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I guess we got to see, wait and see what Orlando does and how well it goes and stuff like that. If, uh, you know, if there are any reported cases after Orlando hosts and things like that, well, I guess you got to see. Um, I would imagine, you know. Maybe phase two, right? So we're clearly not going to have any games in the. Uh, we're not going to have any fans in the Wednesday game, and then they're on the road, and then it's phase two. So maybe you see some in phase two, maybe in in uh, November, October, as early. You know, I don't know. I think October may still be too soon. Maybe in November, I don't know. But you know, something uh, to what Anu said is that you know, sure, maybe we need to give it more time. But the South Florida fan, I don't know if it's any different in Atlanta, but the South Florida fan is not patient and we've seen if you if you read online comments and things like that you've seen several people already jumping off the bandwagon and and i guess you could say we don't need them right we if, if they're if you give up that easily we don't need you but the uh, the miami the south florida sports fan is a tough 
sports fan. You don't win, they don't show up. They jump off uh, the bandwagon. It's a tough sports town. And so, you know, when you look at, you know, the other sports in the league and what's happened to them as far as playing in front of empty stadiums when you're bad, which seems like all of our teams are bad, you know, you're just scared of that kind of happening down here. And the, the fans are fickle down here. And so, yeah, I've seen a lot of comments online of people getting upset and uh, they're like, this team sucks and all that. And, I mean, we already got one, one of our guys here, Superior 7, saying, and I'm not saying you're Superior 7, I'm not saying you're jumping off the bandwagon, but, you know, people aren't happy. We need, he says, we need a better goalkeeper. You know, I, you know there's times when I would agree with you. He's, he's made some mistakes, but he's our team captain. They're not getting rid of him. Yeah, I don't I think mean, so. I mean, I'm just going to just throw it out is, you know, it's kind of somewhat the same here in Atlanta. The Atlanta because, you know, I remember when the Falcons lost, you know, of course, the Super Bowl blew the lead. You know, just nobody was – a lot of people weren't happy. And I was watching these Falcons games, and the stands would be filled to the brim with uh, a lot of road fans. It was even in my – um, a Miami Dolphins game where I saw more Dolphins fans in the stands than I did with Atlanta Falcons fans and it just shows like, you know, the people, those fans are being pretty frequent. I was saying, it's not going to happen in Atlanta. It's never going to happen in Atlanta. It came to Atlanta. I mean, it came to Atlanta United. And I still remember it was April, I think it was April 20th we played against FC Dallas and uh, we were down by two goals and I watched I watched like a mass amount of fans leave the stands on the 80th minute. Wow. It was probably one of the most maddening things I ever seen in my life. I was hor- I was angry. I was very angry. I I, I just like I, I mean I was cussing out the people who were leaving and say just like, if you don't have the energy just leave. You're clowns. You're clowns. That's uh-huh. it. And wow. And yes, of course, like how you said, Miami, the Miami fans are very impatient. I kind of saw that with the Heat. Mm -hmm. With the Heat and the Marlins, Dolphins, the U. Everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody. You know, in the chat, we're we're getting several people that are saying, and I don't agree with you, saying that uh, we don't need bandwagon fans. A true inner Miami faithful have been rewarded. Still here, even when we're bad. Lessons learned from following Arsenal for over a decade. One world, uh, uh, one world, one goal, I think is more in line with me, where she says we do need the casual fan, though, Judge, to build the respect of the team and the community for TV ratings. Yeah, I, you need the bandwagon fans, you know, because you need everybody. You need as many fans as you could get because there's just not, I mean, we have a good uh, diehard fan base, but you need everybody. You need the casual fans. You need, you want yeah. everybody in the South to be a Miami fan. Uh, everybody south of Orlando, at least, to be a Miami fan. And so, yeah. you know, I, I think you definitely need the, the casual. You, want, you don't want to cater to the casual fan because that's what MLS did the first, you know, 20 years maybe, is catering to that casual fan way too much. You don't want to do that either, but you, you need them. You definitely need yeah. them. Peter, you know, uh, some of the guys are in the chat room, they're mentioning Cavani again. I noticed, by the way, talk about number nines that we're supposedly going to get. Yeah. I noticed behind you, there is a picture of Messi in the uniform. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put him in because, I, I, you know, I, I had to hang the picture of Messi because uh, there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of rumors. There's, a, you know, and that's kind of like, you know, our dream, I guess, if you will, a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, MLS back tournament's over, so I had to take that picture down and put up, put up a picture of Messi. He's kind of the dream. The, the, you know, the, yeah. the owners have kind of put out there that, uh, you know, this is what we're the kind of player that they're going after. The rumor was that Beckham has given him a call. I mean, look, I'm not, I, I don't think he's coming. But yeah, yeah. Right. I'm gonna throw a picture I think of him up there. Expensive right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might get him when he's forty. <laughs> forty. Yeah. I, mean. I did. I did. I did see something. I think I forgot. I think it was doing Friday, uh, on Friday or Saturday. But I did read that the that the uh, contract talks have broken down between Cavani and Benfica. Yeah, I read that too. Because I, I think Cavani was asking for about ten million euros a year and and uh and benfica said well no we're not going to do it so cavani is still a free agent 
But you guys do have some competition because, you know, Leeds is also looking at them. Leeds United, who just been promoted. Right. Jose305 says, Luis Suarez. So we know there was reports. I mean, they've talked to him a couple of times. Uh, there's, so there's reports that they're talking to him again. I saw something uh, in, on some website. Uh, they're talking to Luis Suarez again. I mean, look, I'm just going to be – I mean, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. All right. I never really – I never really talked to many, many Miami fans, but since I'm on this platform, I'm just going to say, Go for Miami it. fans, I'm just telling you straight up, quit looking at Europe. Just quit looking at Europe. Europe is not where you need to get the stars. It's, it's, South, it's Central South America, man. You see what Atlanta did. Did Atlanta go out and get, you know, a European star out of the blue? No. We, well, we did get Joseph Martinez, but, you know, he was that only guy, but Tito Vialba, Miguel Almiron, <clears throat> LGP, LGP, Yamil Assad. Uh, shoot, I'm trying to the name. Just the name just popped in my head. All those guys came from South America, and they came. They came in hungry, hungry because they want to get better. They want to go to Europe. <laughs> hey, and it's, I I, I agree with uh, what Joseph Jean is saying here is the problem is we need the marketing. So I agree is that, uh, you know, we, we definitely uh, winning will fill the stands. Right. But we definitely need that marketable face. I think Miami is got the glitz and the glamour and, and it's kind of expected, especially the ownership kind of put it out there that uh, that to expect those type of players. And so uh, I would agree. We de- we need a little glitz. We need a little glamour. Uh, not a lot. But one player, I guess, would do. So um, there was a, a, some talk here. One World, One Goal was asking, what about all the big names that fell apart in the Champions League? Neymar, CR7, Messi, etc. Maybe someone uh, will come as the number nine. I don't know. We shall see. Uh, Judge Dredd is saying something about Barca falling apart. We could get Suarez and maybe a few others. Well, we, we're not getting a few others. But I'm going to just stay realistic and say we should look around the globe. Have heard of a few names, but from African nations that are good. Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah, and, and One World, One Gold says the same thing. Uh, uh, we, were, we were promised big stars. We had Valderrama. We just need one. You know, so we need, our, we need uh, Inter Miami's Valderrama. Maybe Matui, Matuidi can be that, at least on the field. Um, I mean, he's right. not the marketable name, but maybe on the field he shows out and, and, and becomes that kind of marquee player. But, uh, you know, they still, they still have that some was, spots to fill. That was a great sign-up, yeah, by the way. The yeah. fact that you're able to get him under TAM money, it was a great, great pickup. You have to waste a DP spot or anything. And no. I hope uh, the, uh, visa, <clears throat> the visa things pull through. Maybe, uh, you know, who's your, who's your lawyer again? <laughs> Federico Vargas, oh, yeah, Federico yeah, Federico. Vargas, He's in the yeah. chat. He's somewhere in there. Like, uh, yeah. let's get him yeah, on you it. Should, uh, give, yeah, you should give him a call. This, you should give him a call. You know, make connected dots. Try to get him to get him to come to America faster. Hurry it up. Yeah, call Hurry Federico. Up. Yeah, yeah, let's get Federico on the case. <laughs> and I, hey, I agree with Carlos in that we need to play with two strikers. So get a number nine and keep Carranza on the field at the same time. I'm not the biggest fan of one striker, you know, up there, up top. I, I prefer a, a more traditional two-striker format. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I kind of like that, uh, that too. It, it would be kind of cool to see Carranza play with somebody else. Yeah. But I don't know. I think Alonso likes to play. He's got his system. I think he likes to play with only one, one forward. So It uh, seems to be the case. Coming, coming back from the Mexican teams that he, that he coached for, Monterrey, uh, Pachuca, he played with basically the same system that he's playing now. So he's a believer in his own system, but it's you know it could be readable by other other coaches. You know, they just look back at at the formations that he used before, Peter. So um, we'll see what we'll see what happens. All right, we got a question here for you, Anu. Joseph Jim is asking, what do you think, Anu, about Pity Martinez's development? Is he a bust? Heavy breathing, heavy size, not a quick answer. He's got to think about this one. Look at that, look at that. He's, he's pained a little bit on, with this question. It's not an easy slam dunk answer. 
Yeah, that's this is a this is a good one. Tension is building. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I I admit though, man, we were very hyped when it happened because the moment he was announced, I mean, we were talking smack to everyone said we putting the MLS on notice. Yeah, yeah, you got the guy. Even some people tried to were calling foul, saying that we're that we're not abiding to the um, not abiding to the salary cap and anything like. No, we follow the salary cap. The only problem is that we actually did better than what your team pulled off, you know. But um, as for pity, uh, um, is he a bust? Dude. Is he a bust? Hey, look, he scored in the, in the Nashville game. Um, yeah, in the Nashville game. It looks good. It was a good goal. I, I think he's, he's, he's a bust. Oh, sorry. he's a bust. <laughs> he's he's a, not worth the money. I mean, he, he, really, he really wasn't. He really wasn't because I was thinking, I How? was thinking when, when we brought him in, when we bring in the South American player of the year. Yeah, I mean, right. I watched him. I watched him play in the. I mean, I literally had to. I literally, you know, had. I went to like one of the local pubs just so I can watch the Copa Libertadores final because I was already hearing how crazy that thing was going. And I'm seeing this Pity Martinez and everyone saying, oh, he's going to come to Atlanta. He's going to come to Atlanta. I said, all right, I mean, let me watch him. Yeah, but he played phenomenal over yeah. there. But him coming here to Atlanta, and I mean, he just couldn't, he just really couldn't gel with, with Frank DeBoer. I, I mean, Nobody I could, though. Going on. Nobody could. And he... He talked about he talks about he wants to go to Europe. I said, I mean, if you want to go to Europe, you got to put in the work. And the reason why we even saying he, I'm saying he's a bust is, I mean, I look at Miguel Almiron. Miguel Almiron came in day one, day one. Looks said, great. I want to go to Europe. Tata said I can get you there as long as you put in the work. Right. He put in the work every single game. Even at Newcastle, still puts in the work. Even if he plays for such a horrible team, yeah. Um, Jazz Fusion is saying we have to see uh, how he looks under the new coach for a while. Yeah, because he may be completely different under whoever the new coach is. Yeah. Stephen Glass. Well, no, but I mean, whoever is the permanent coach, not forget. Oh, yeah, 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 you know, bad. how long is Stephen Glass going to hold down the job? You know, you never know. It could be the rest of the season, and if he does well, maybe he becomes the permanent coach. But. Uh, uh, Darren Eels did say Darren Eels, he's the president of Atlanta United, by the way. He also um he also when he there was also the fact that he, when he was with Tottenham, he tried to attract Frank DeBoer out of his job at Ajax to play for to be the manager at Tottenham didn't go too well. But he did explain that Stephen Glass will be the interim coach throughout this throughout the rest of the season, possibly because but they want because they want to get the coach to be acquainted into the system. Mm-hmm. Probably before, but by the time the year starts in 2021. All right. Hey, well, let's start wrapping up the show. We're getting to near the end. Um, Ed, yeah, you got something to give away. Um, well, we've, we've got the T-shirt. It's one like this one, but it's a brand spanking new one. Right, right. And uh, that was uh, donated to us by um, One World, One Goal. Thank you very and, much. Um, and and she uh, yeah thanks for for the support and she got it of course at Caneswear and the winner of that shirt drum roll drum roll not, please drum roll Peter believe it or not Federico Vargas what how about that is it <laughs> that's One. awesome I mean he's he's rewarded <laughs> he's rewarded Federico Vargas yeah gets the T-shirt. Uh, he was the one that, that did the, pro, the he predicted it was going to be three two, and sure enough, that was the score. So uh, you know, our, our lawyer gets the T-shirt. How about that? How about that? All right. Well, it was it was an honest competition. So whoever figured yeah. who whoever did it, um, you know, and and uh, you know, one world one goal is sending you a, a message there, Ed, for you to read. Um, so. We're gonna give somebody else. Federico's right there too. Yeah, congratulations, Federico. Um, 
So let's let's do this again. Let's do it again. You know, we we uh, Spanish Bull has been kind enough to give us some donations at uh, in the last few uh, live chats. I don't spe- see him in in tonight. But Spanish Bull is an Orlando fan that, if I remember correctly, he's married to an Inter Miami fan. So there's a, uh, if I get that correct, uh, but he's an Orlando yeah, fan that's supporting us and has asked to, you know, he's donated some money. And so what we're going to do with his is we are going to give a gift card to Canesware. So we're going to give away a $25 gift card to Canesware. So anybody can win it. Uh, and, and we don't have to, Ed and I, you and I don't have to worry about shipping. I've already reached out to Canesware and we will organize how you will receive your gift card, uh, through email. Right. And I know this works because my father sent me a gift card to Canesware for Christmas. I think it was Christmas wow, a, <laughs> or whatever it was. Deal. Maybe it was my birthday. I think it was my birthday it, back in May. I, I don't remember when it was, but I... So what, did it, what did they do, Peter? Uh, they'll give the score for the Atlanta game? That's it. Yeah, let's do the same thing. Let's who put at the, at the end of this uh, video, after the live is over, uh, go into the, into, the, into the chat and post the... Not the chat, in the comments. In the comments. You, in the comments. Uh, post uh, what you think the score will be. How badly will Inter-Miami beat up on, uh, on uh, the five stripes? What do you think? What do you think, Anu? I'm about to walk out of this stage. <laughs> <laughs> I hang up with you guys. You're going to walk out and drop the mic. <laughs> I'm done with you guys. I mean, seriously, I, sheesh, that's going to be bad. It's going to be tough. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go for a 3-3. Three, three. Whoa, 3-3. Three, three. A lot of goals. Game. Yeah. It I mean, could be, man. It, it could be. It could be. So I wasn't, you know, when I gave my prediction last week, I wasn't convinced that we could score three goals in a game, right? So now yeah. I saw we actually can, and and we definitely could give them up because our def- defense is still a work in progress. Uh, I think okay, LGP still, still needs some time. And, 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 and they put Figal into a new position. He's played that position a couple times, but I don't know if that's his best. So, uh, you know, they're still tinkering around with that. Wake up, Anu. It's not that late. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, and, and those of you that are putting your, 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 um, predictions in this chat, they do not apply. So you got to wait till the video is over and put it in the comments so that, you know, everybody has a fair shot. Right. And, and, and because guys, also the, these chats, uh, kind of disappear like the chat here. If you watch it back, you'll see the chats, you know, when you're watching, but it's not like saved and so it's just easier for us to give it give it away uh through if you if you uh you know put it in the comments of the finished video that is uploaded right and i was going to mention peter that uh we also gave away in the spanish show a miami united uh shirt cool uh, that ricky ricardo got mm-hmm. and uh the the score for that one if you guys go to, to that video you put the score for the uh nashville game uh you guys put the score on that one so okay That'll work out. All right. Sounds good. So good luck to everybody, and you'll get a Canesware gift card. That way it's easy for you to, to shop. You can shop online, or you can, or you can shop uh, at the store, your, your call, and we don't have to ship anything, so I like that. <laughs> so shipping. Ed, shipping is not your, your best uh, forte. It's not your best thing, well, shipping. Well, you know, it did take me a couple of weeks to get a, a, a T-shirt out to, to somebody. Oh, the, yeah. the hat, actually. A hat, right. right. Yeah, yeah. It took yeah. a little yeah. while. It took a little while. So this is a better yeah. option. And, yeah, and, and the great thing is you're going to get $25 from, from Canesware, but you might see something that's, you know, that's a little bit more, but you'll just look at it like, hey, it's a discount, right? So it's like you've got $25 off, whatever. Like, look, you could go in. So much is, is, is uh, reduced in price there. And I just want to re- read uh, because it's, this is a short time offer. So before we finish the show, let me, let me read this uh, offer again that uh, – at Canesware.com, the uh, Inter Miami CF uh, jersey sale is going on until 8:24, right? So that's tomorrow uh, evening, and and the authentic away jersey is $50 off. Uh, all other uh, home and away jerseys are 25% off. So $50 off on the the uh, the black one, and the Canesware will uh, match guarantee price match any guarantees. Um, so if you find a lower price 
at a local uh, store or an online retailer, competitor, or anything like that, including shipping and delivery fees. Just show them the competitor's current ad, and they will match the price at time of sale. I probably should be wearing my glasses to read this. It's a little hard to see, fellas. I'm getting old. Yeah, I, I see you. Yeah, I'm sitting there struggling. Struggling here, guys. They will uh, match the price at the time of the sale or refund the difference within three days of your Canesware purchase. So great offers from our friends at Canesware. Anu, Ed, thank you so much for spending some time with, uh, with me tonight. It was a lot of fun. Thank you to everybody in the chat. It was a lot of fun. We will have to do this again next time uh, we play Atlanta. Well, you know, um, Anu was almost falling asleep. So. I know. We're boring him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think because my, my, you know, my house is super cold right now due to, you know, it's, it's Atlanta. It's, it's dry heat. So. Okay. It's, it's a dry heat. So it can get to you. I mean, I would say, um, you know, I do thank for the people's questions on the chat, especially all the is talking from one world, one goal. Yeah. One, one. Yeah. I also, you know, I really, one of the things I hate, I really was sad by the most was that because of the whole pandemic, I wasn't able to come down there. I had um, my Airbnb, I had my airline tickets ready. I was going to come down there and meet, you know, hang, you know, hang out down there in Fort Lauderdale. It's kind of sucks. And, you know, I really hope that next season comes around and I'll be able to come down there and, you know, and meet with everyone, you know? Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great. Sure. Glad to see you down here. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Like this video. I see we have 14 likes, but there should be more. There's a lot more people in this chat, so click that thumbs up. It helps us. And uh, we will um, talk to you next week. And Chris Arjun says, Anu, fell asleep. Good night, everybody. Go to sleep. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was really great.